Hello, and welcome back to the Accord Research Alliance podcast. I'm Nathan Maloney with Living Water International, uh, one of the co-hosts of the podcast and also on the steering committee for the Research Alliance. And today I'm excited to be back with another podcast. Now a lot has changed in our world since our last podcast, which was back in October of 2019, uh, right at the end of our one-day intensive that we held as part of the One Accord Forum. Uh, And today we're going to be taking this chance to talk about uh, COVID-19, not surprisingly, and how different organizations within Accord are responding to it, especially as it relates to the idea of measuring what matters, which is what our Research Alliance really focuses on. So we're going to be paying special attention to monitoring, evaluation, listening, learning, research, and whichever acronym there uh, you prefer to use, uh, how that's going and what people are doing around that during this time. So to help me out, I've asked uh, two other members of the steering committee to join me. So we'll have Rebecca Mincer. She's the Senior Listening, Monitoring, and Evaluation Advisor for Hope International, as well as Rodney Green, who is the Monitoring, Evaluation, and Listening Specialist for Compassion International. And we want to provide some updates because as an alliance, we've been working recently to help facilitate conversation. And during this time, we believe that ME staff, research staff, listening staff, at all organizations have a key role to play in helping organizations respond to this. Even though perhaps many of our normal monitoring or evaluation activities might be paused or look very different. And I think it's encouraging to see and talk about different innovations that uh, organizations are taking as far as how we can listen better to our staff during this time or our clients that we're serving and everyone that we're working with. This is a really important time um, uh, to be listening well. And there's uh, an opportunity here for many of us to uh, try new practices or uh, methods for listening better. So you can check out the show notes. We're going to put all the links there uh, that we talk about, but also connect with us on LinkedIn. Uh, So all you have to do is search for Accord Research Alliance on LinkedIn and join the group and join the conversation there. That's the best place to do that. But uh, if you have any questions, you can also email us at ara at accordnetwork.org. So with that, we will, uh, let's jump in. Rebecca and Rodney, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Uh, it's great to have you here. Thanks for having us. Thanks, thanks for having us. So uh, today we're talking about uh, you know, how we're seeing uh, different organizations within the uh, Accord Research Alliance responding to COVID-19 and, and what, as an alliance, we've kind of been doing to help facilitate some conversation, but also curious to hear more about what's happening within your organizations, within Compassion and Hope as well. Uh, but first, maybe just to get us started, Rebecca, could you just give kind of an overview of, of what we as a research alliance have been doing the last couple of months? 
Absolutely. Thanks, Nathan. Glad to continue the conversation today on this podcast. Over the the last couple of weeks since COVID-19 has really ramped up across the globe, um, we've hosted two webinars uh, to bring uh, network members together to share best practices. There was one webinar hosted for Accord Research Alliance members to discuss how COVID-19 is affecting our monitoring and evaluation practices um, within their respective organizations. We also hosted a webinar with the broader Accord Network about the implications of COVID-19 and how to adapt monitoring and evaluation approaches, best practices to consider, and space to learn from partner organizations and how they're adapting. We've also been active uh, on our LinkedIn group, the Accord Research Alliance, um, sharing resources and questions among colleagues. So glad to continue the conversation here. Awesome. Thanks, Rebecca. And yeah, it's been really helpful. I, just my own perspective, it's been helpful being a part of those just uh, uh, in this time or when so much is changing. It's really nice to uh, get to hear how others are thinking about it or responding. And so I appreciate the Alliance providing that platform uh, for us. So coming out of these conversations, uh, Rodney, turn to you uh, here on this next question, but um, how would you maybe summarize what you're seeing different Accord organizations uh, doing or how have they been impacted, I guess, so far? Well, one of the ways that we investigated that was in our Accord Network webinar, where we shared a survey or a Mentimeter with, we had over 60 participants on the call and we, from many different organizations and different types of organizations, and when people responded, we asked them this question and people responded this way, that 80% had were either partly operational with the status of their data collection and evaluation activities, or they had adapted those. So that's 80% of the organizations that were represented had kind of taken an approach where they were, they were making changes as they were responding to COVID-19. We had um, 14% who were fully adapted and 7% who were really had not made any changes. So just a small minority who were kind of continuing on things as planned. We also saw that as compared to before COVID-19, the current workload for more than half of the organizations were busier than before, that uh, M&E staff were working harder and were, um, were maybe doing more different types of activities, even as they face different responsibilities at home and, and otherwise with the lockdowns they're facing. Uh, whereas 41% were kind of mostly the same. And then we had that 7% of organizations that were not really sure what M&E was doing now that things had changed so much. So that, um, so that, that gives us kind of a little bit of an idea as to what, how Accord organizations were responding they were being impacted by this crisis. Uh, we also asked them for one word to describe how they were feeling in the moment. And the most commonly shared words were uncertainty and overwhelmed. And that's definitely words that we can relate with and that, you know, we're not walking this road alone, that we really are facing these challenges together. And we hope that through this podcast today, and upcoming opportunities to engage with the Accord Research Alliance, uh, we can all draw on strength and innovation from learning alongside the network. That's great. And yeah, I, just, I thought that was 
fascinating seeing how over half of M&E staff say they are busier than before. I am certainly feeling that uh, on, on my end and, and just really, I think a lot of that's probably tied to programs uh, changing and so, or being updated or just the re- having to think of new tools and approaches and all of that um, definitely, uh, definitely makes it busier and perhaps too for organizations that aren't as geared towards humanitarian response or disaster response, learning a bit more of the quicker pace that can come with that. And that's been uh, certainly my experience as well. Uh, so that's great. Uh, that's good use of the, the Mentimeter, Rodney, and, and cool to see a little bit of the response from our groups there. But um, maybe Rebecca, I don't know if you have anything to add to that one, but I was going to ask you another question here and just around um, I guess just broadly, how are, are there specific things you can talk about as far as how Accord organizations, or if you want to talk about hope specifically, um, are currently reacting and responding to COVID-19? And so maybe thinking programmatically or even just more specifically what's happening around research or monitoring and evaluation. Absolutely. Thanks, Nathan. So as we've listened to organizations within Accord and specifically within the Accord Research Alliance, We've heard that the majority of organizations have all shared that they're adapting their in many functions. Um, as Rodney shared before, this season is really requiring innovation. Innovation playing out in rethinking what questions are being asked, rethinking how that information is being gathered, and really at a systems level, rethinking the ways that the monitoring and evaluation function can support the wider organization. We've learned many organizations, as Rodney mentioned, have either halted or needed to adapt um, their evaluation and data collection strategies. And many are rethinking strategically from fundraising to monitoring procedures in order to practice the social distancing and restrict the movement of staff. It requires a lot of innovation in terms of how um, information is gathered. And last thing I mentioned before turning it over to Rodney to share a couple is that many organizations have indicated that monitoring and learning has emerged as a priority in order to adapt to rapidly changing environments. It's critical in this season that we're listening proactively uh, to understand um, this ever-shifting environment we find ourselves in. If I can uh, just ask one quick follow-up to that, Rebecca, before Rodney jumps in. Um, just your The last thing you said there about you know, monitoring and learning being two areas that are really emerging, I guess, what does that mean around evaluation or, or research? Is that kind of being deprioritized or put on halt? Or is What's the kind of the thought there? That's a great question. I think in some cases that depends on, on the program. I can speak from my experience at Hope International. We have put on pause our formal evaluation activities and have shifted completely into monitoring and listening activities to understand what's happening because we saw a key need to um, understand the realities of programs and services to be able to responsibly adapt to the challenges that are being faced today and tomorrow. So now is not the time for us to be conducting big studies to understand impact. Now is the time to be answering the question, what do our clients need and how can we serve them well in the midst of this crisis? Longer term, as lockdowns are being lifted, we'll be shifting more into evaluation and understanding the impact. But right now, all of our listening is focusing on gathering actionable information 
that enables us to better serve our clients in the midst of this crisis. That's great. Awesome. Rodney, what are you seeing? Right. And we've also seen some organizations reporting that, you know, the skill sets and analytical abilities that monitoring and evaluation staff bring to an organization, that, that these skills are being used in ways that perhaps were different than before the crisis. You know, they're being utilized to give information more quickly to other areas of the organization to help with potentially planning operations or budgeting or, or different, different areas like that. So we've seen that in some organizations that's taking place. We've also seen that the way data collection has to change as well in order to help people stay safe and to, to practice social distancing. So that the kind of classic going to people's homes with an enumerator or uh, with a staff member to collect data um, isn't a lot of organizations have stopped that type of practice. And so another form of collecting data is through phone surveys. As in, in many parts of the world, even among vulnerable populations, people have phones. And so that can be a way to collect data. Um, and there's certain guidance around that to do that safely as well and to encourage um, people who may have to charge their phones outside the home to be able to to remind them of health messages is as data is being collected and things like that, it can be a way that the data can still be collected safely. Uh, other organizations, uh, as we mentioned before, are not just changing the way they've collected data, but also what questions are even relevant now. Uh, and in some cases, the questions that were being asked two months ago about a program activity or evaluation just is no longer relevant. It's just not what's going to be on people's minds and and the the way that people can even respond because of what challenges they're facing uh, might not even be able to answer questions like that uh, in a way that's helpful so sometimes the questions themselves need to ask and need to change and so and then in other cases some organizations are also trying to figure out how to collect data quicker and how to analyze that data quicker and how to get that information to decision makers in a way that can really be actionable, as Rebecca mentioned, uh, so that um, programs can can really meet people's needs the best way possible. I I think one example of you know kind of repurposing or you know tapping into skill sets that monitoring and evaluation staff would have. I mean, just one kind of interesting example uh, from Living Water is you know, as we're looking at a return to office plan and different phases and, and things like that, uh, you know, working to establish, you know, what are our key indicators along the way? How are we as an organization going to track this if it's going well or, or not? And, um, you know, so, equi- you know, coming alongside our HR team and helping equip them with some tools uh, is something, um, you know, that we can be doing. And uh, in addition to the other ways, uh, one thing that stood out to me, um, and I'd love to go a little bit deeper in, terms of maybe what organizations are doing or how they're thinking about monitoring and evaluation or some practical things we can talk about. But one thing, Rodney, that stood out to me as, as you were talking is just even how we can think about combining some of our evaluation or research or listening approaches with maybe some phone calls we might be making anyway or text messages or WhatsApp messages we might be making to share health messages or encouragement to different um, 
to the different groups of people we might be working with normally. Uh, I think that's an interesting idea of what are, you know, are there ways that we can not just be sharing information, but also creating kind of a two-way dialogue and, and, and listening and, and learning and, and trying to understand how different, whether that's community leaders or um, groups we're working with um, in you know, savings groups, different things like that, uh, how they're responding or reacting. But uh, maybe Rodney, if you could pick up from that, just are there any kind of more specifics or um, ideas around what can be done or how we should be thinking about monitoring, evaluation, research, all of that during this time? Yes, thanks, Nathan. Um, yeah, I mean, one thing that Rebecca and I have talked about uh, before as well is just the importance of listening in a season like this. Um, this is Rebecca's phrase, so I'll quote her on this, which is, listening is critical both as a posture and a practice. And that's something I've heard Rebecca say before in meetings. And that's just, uh, I, I love that the way that that um that phrase comes through because it it's it's both why you do it and how you do it and one of the ways that that has taken on form for us at compassion international is just in the way that we work with national offices and field offices you know in some cases when uh, a head office wants particular types of information it can feel very one-sided in the sense of you know, uh, telling a field office that, you know, we need to start doing this type of monitoring evaluation activity um, and, you know, trying to build buy-in and things like that. But in, in this season, what we really wanted to do was to to let the national office lead in the process and to to hear what what things they were really wanting to learn about, what information they really needed, and to let them kind of pull and and lead in this in this season. And so to be able to uh, come up with the most relevant questions for them, and in some cases, uh, that can be more on, you know, what's just happening on the ground and what and what is the process of a particular intervention and how is it going? And some of those questions and really trying to, to serve uh, the national offices that will really be utilizing this information to take decisions. That's one of the ways that that we really applied that kind of posture and practice uh, principle. Great. And Rebecca, I don't know if you want to jump in here. Uh, must feel nice to get quoted uh, on a podcast you're on. <laughs> um, but uh, maybe are there just practical tools or approaches that um, organizations can be doing to, uh, on the practice side of it, um, that we can be doing to better listen to you know, those who are working to serve or working alongside or even our uh, our national offices in, in different cases. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for the questions. And um, in terms of practices, I would uh, go back to principles in terms of how we listen. As Ronnie's mentioned, the an overarching question in this season is what is the most important question to be asking? And so being thoughtful in the listening process and recognizing that's what that what is top of mind for an organization may not be top of mind for the clients, the beneficiary that you are serving. So thinking about the experience of listening, because listening is a process of deepening relationship and listening is part of the ministry, part of the way we serve. 
and an opportunity to love those that we serve and serve alongside well. So it's really about an experience, not just gathering information. Um, also thinking about ways to gather this information, especially in this season to be as actionable and readily accessible um, is truly critical. Um, at Hope International, we're using a, an online form called Microsoft Forms, similar to SurveyMonkey or SurveyGizmo, where programs are inputting information and, it, and right away being able to access that information. So really in principle, thinking about what are the core questions that you're listening to, um, being mindful of experience and thinking about how can that information be converted into action as quickly as possible. Um, I'd say those are some guiding principles to adapt um, for different organizations. Great. Thank you, Rebecca. And then um, I guess maybe just going, kind of moving on here, just I think it's nice to always get practical. Um, and so that's, that's helpful starting that. But uh, maybe Rodney, kind of kick it back to you. Any other practical tips you have at this point? Uh, for monitoring, evaluation, research, learning, listening, all of, all of the above. Um, what are you seeing in the, uh, either within the Accord uh, Alliance or outside of it? What tips do you have? Uh, yeah, that's great. One of the couple tips is um, it, I really appreciate what Rebecca said about listening as a way to, to love people. And I think that's such a great principle to to build on, um, and that that this process should be a way to build relationships and, and build trusting relationships with with really everybody involved from from uh, you know head office, national offices, field staff, uh, beneficiary households, um, clients. That that really the the whole process itself is life giving and. And does no harm. I think that's also a good principle is that, you know, um, is this, is this monitoring evaluation activity really critical in this season in, in so that it does, you know, we're not putting anyone in harm's way, uh, unnecessarily. Um, just a practical tip that, that we utilize that compassion and international was just to recognize that among vulnerable populations, if we're utilizing phone surveys as a way of collecting data, uh, we recognize that people have to leave their home most likely to charge their phone. So if they're spending phone battery time on one of our survey calls, that's where we wanted to integrate a health message to mention that, you know, if you have to, you, you know, charge your phone after this call because of spending time, uh, with us, uh, answering questions, then, um, you know, make sure that you're practicing social distancing and, and hygiene practices as as you go through that activity. And so just recognizing that in this particular question, it was it is crucial information. Uh, and so we, you know, taking that do no harm approach, we as an organization recognize that this was a monitoring and evaluation activity we wanted to employ. And so that's those are a couple principles to think about. Um, also, with phone surveys, you know, these phone surveys need to be short enough so that it doesn't burden people, um, it doesn't burden the, the national staff who are going to be, you know, hiring enumerators or, or repurposing other staff to, to collect that data. Um, so the analysis itself can be quick and that process isn't too overburdensome. So, 
it has to be that has to also be um, involved, as well as um, this the principle of closing the loop on you know being able to share information that's gathered back with the communities that have given the information as a way of mutual learning and relationship building, as a way to continue continually build trust and and move forward together. Great. And then um, I was, Rebecca, feel free to jump in with any other ideas there, but I also was going to ask you if you could, you know, we've, as an alliance, we've been working to collect uh, some different uh, resources. So from different member organizations, but also, you know, more broadly as ways to think about uh, monitoring, evaluation, research, learning, all of that uh, during this time period. But, um, but are there any that have really stood out to you or that you would clearly point people toward uh, at this point? And we can put any of these in the show notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. One that I would highlight is resources uh, compiled by Catholic Relief Services um, related to monitoring, evaluation, accountability, and learning guidance. I found them extraordinarily helpful and practical in thinking about um, actionable next steps to adapt our strategy moving forward. Um, and there, there are lots of other resources and especially technology systems that are seeking to adapt and respond in this period. I hope internationally we use survey CTO for data collection and they're seeking to correctly adapt. Um, and a number of other tools. I don't want to read through the entire list, um, but rather want to invite, um, all of those joining us to check out our LinkedIn page for the, at the Accord Research Alliance. And we have access to these links and other resources there. But one that I would highlight is the resources compiled and shared by Catholic Relief Services. Awesome. And yeah, we'll put a link to our LinkedIn page um, in the show notes. I think there's also a blog post up on the Accord website uh, where they're compiling resources from different alliances. And so the Research Alliance, there's a, a spreadsheet we've put together that has a bunch of, of resources as well. So hopefully that would be uh, helpful to you. So any final thoughts or encouragements uh, from either of you to organizations as we're in this in this crazy time? Yeah, I would say for those that are monitoring and evaluation practitioners that are listening to this podcast, um, this is really an opportunity for your team and the discipline that you represent to shine. Monitoring and evaluation is needed now, in my opinion, more than ever to responsibly listen and adapt to this changing situation. I would encourage you to view this as a significant culture building opportunity in the organization where you serve to demonstrate the necessity of your discipline in building stronger programs and services in relationships. So in the midst of these challenges, I would encourage you to view this um, as an opportunity as well. Um, a different, yeah, different opportunities to listen well um, and that has a practical impact on the lives of families and communities. Um, so grateful to be part of this work and encouraged um, in this season. That's great. I really appreciate re what Rebecca just shared. And as well, I would say to um, also share with the with us, with the Accord Research Alliance and the wider community, what you're doing and what you're learning along the way. Um, what we're doing is so important and it's so in some ways is new territory for all of us that, you know, we really do need each other in this season to, to continually improve 
and to learn from one another and to support one another and to um, encourage one another as we continue forward. And so we, we invite you to share what you're doing and learning on the LinkedIn page. It's just a quick and easy way to, to ask questions or to share what you're doing or what you've learned and to continually uh, contribute to that discussion. I agree, Rodney. I think now more than ever, this is a time uh, to connect with others through the Alliance and, and share what we're doing. Because as Rebecca is talking about, you know, we uh, as as research professionals, monitoring and evaluation professionals, we really have a key role to play uh, in, in this response for our organizations and, and those we work alongside. And so as we're trying new things, as we're innovating, as uh, we're uh, coming up against challenges, uh, please share that uh, on our LinkedIn group. Um, or you can also always email us at ARA at accordnetwork.org and we can try and connect you uh, to good resources that we're coming across as well. But with that, I guess we can uh, close it out. So thanks for joining and listening. Uh, thanks to Rebecca and Rodney uh, for taking the time to talk today. And if you found this helpful, hopefully you can share this with a couple others who I think might also enjoy listening. So have a great day.